Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, July 7th, 547 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up 10 cents at 595. November soybeans up 32 and three quarters at 1355 and a half. September Chicago wheat up 33 cents at 837 and a half. September Kansas City wheat up 28 and a half at 880. September spring wheat up 30 and three quarters at 917. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel, like these videos, leave me a comment, uh, give me a crop update, let me know what's going on in your neighborhood. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers, a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. Tons of info in there, overnight headlines, charts, graphics, weather info. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. I did one yesterday regarding these rumored uh, soybean cancellations and uh, what it means for the markets. Also kind of just discuss the process of cancellations in general. I think that there's some misunderstanding uh, in some places at least regarding how the process works. If you guys are interested in this sort of uh, content, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. We do have some rains moving across, uh, call it like the Missouri-Iowa border here this morning. Uh, there had been some rains over Kansas or, or still are this morning, maybe this uh, south southeast part of Nebraska. And then you've got a secondary system that sits uh, over the western part of North Dakota, should work its way east. Over the next seven days, um, you're going to see some rains in the uh, kind of central corn belt and into the mid-south here. I know they could certainly use it here in you know parts of Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee. Uh, Illinois should see some more Indiana, Iowa. Uh, the trend that I've noticed here looking out in, into the extended forecast is that the plains uh, kind of stay on the drier side, really from North Dakota all the way down through Texas. When you get into this extended deal, you know they're now talking below normal precipitation being expected for this entire period from July 12th through the 14th. And uh, looking at the GFS models and, and the maps a little bit more specifically here this morning, it looks like most of the rain that we'll see here over the next couple of weeks, a lot of it's going to be confined to these central and eastern areas of the Corn Belt where the plains from, you know, nor again, North Dakota all the way down to Texas, uh, that whole area is going to be a little bit drier by comparison. So I don't know if the market is reacting to uh, maybe a drier forecast this morning or if this is simply just a dead cat bounce. We've got you know a little bit of, of a recovery in some of the outside commodity markets. It's not much, but we've taken a lot off of these grain markets here uh, over the last couple of weeks. So to see some sort of recovery, I suppose, should not be a huge surprise. Ukrainian crop estimates are rising. The Ukrainian Grain Traders Union revised its forecast for the country's grain and oilseed harvest to 69.4 million metric tons. Its previous estimate was six, uh, 66 and a half. That's still well below the 106 from last year. They've got the wheat crop pegged at 20.8 million metric tons. USDA is at 21.5, so they're pretty close. They've got the corn crop at 27.3. That's a little bit above uh, USDA's estimate of 25. 
exports for both crops projected at 10 million metric tons, which is, you know, half of what it was uh, pre-invasion. Prior to the invasion, Ukraine exported 23 million metric tons of corn. So now they're talking 10. Uh, They exported 19 million metric tons of wheat prior to the invasion. They're now talking 10. Now, maybe on that same note, Romania reopened a Soviet-era rail link. There's a link that connects a Romanian port to Ukraine that was completed a month earlier than expected, according to a Bloomberg report this morning. Ukrainian grain exports are still going to fall hugely short, of course, versus pre-invasion levels, although this link, I suppose, could help to accelerate exports to some extent. I think it would be impressive, personally, if they could even get up to half of where they were uh, pre-invasion in regard to exports given that the Black Sea ports are still closed. There's also a whole bunch of news this morning regarding stolen Ukrainian grain being shipped by Russia. Um, that's a whole different story. Maybe I'll touch on that tomorrow. But a lot of talk about that in the uh, in the uh, news wires here over the last couple of days. Gasoline prices are dropping. The national average gas price fell to 4.75 per gallon yesterday, according to AAA data. It peaked at 5.02 on June 14th. National average diesel price 5.70 per gallon after peaking at 5.82 on June 19th. A year ago, we were uh, 3.14 for gasoline and 3.23 for diesel. So we're still way above level seen a year ago. Uh, some analysts citing demand destruction. We've seen a little bit of evidence of that in some of these recent EIA reports, and we're going to see another one. This morning. You know, this is typically a time of year, uh, the month of July, where we use a lot of gasoline seasonally. And if we're starting to see some demand destruction, especially this time of year, I suppose that's a sign that maybe we hit a price that uh, ultimately does influence the U.S. consumer. And you're seeing nothing but recession talk all over the place. I mean, if, if you uh, look at, at any of the newspapers, any of the newswires, uh, talk regarding recession, consumer fears regarding recession, it's all over the place. And uh, maybe that's starting to influence consumer behavior to some extent. But we have seen gasoline prices fall and uh, analysts, generally speaking, blaming this on just reduced demand. And we'll see if we see uh, more evidence of that here uh, from EIA later this morning. Cattle market finished higher yesterday. Um, we had some decent gains in live cattle, up more than a dollar in most of these contracts. Feeder cattle up also. No real cash trade to speak of yet. We had a big uh, bump in boxed beef yesterday, up $3. U.S. dollars marginally lower this morning, but has been uh, rallying sharply and has posted some fresh highs here just recently. And a lot of that has to do with uh, concerns regarding Europe in particular and the idea that Europe's going to fall into a recession uh, well before the United States. So, you know, the, the dollar is, is the dollar versus the euro and the basket of other currencies, and we just happen to be stronger. We're raising rates, uh, that sort of thing. The S&P 500's up 10 points ahead of the cash open. The Dow's up 110. Uh, Bonds are down. Gold's up four bucks. We've got crude oil up 50 cents at 99.03, still below 100 bucks in that August WTI contract. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I will talk to you Friday morning.